Hey guys, this is Jess. And this is Victor. And this is our third take. <laughs> and welcome to Culture, Culture Theory. So this week we won't be joined by our lovely co-host Gil. He's on vacation. So yep. you know we thought, hey, you know what? Let him get a little vacay. What is a vacation during COVID? Staying in the house. But as an essential worker, Gil is out there on the front lines risking risking it all. Yep. I can't even talk. I am so touched by Gil's dedication to his <laughs> shitty job. Yep. I can't even fathom just how incredible it must be. Um, he's out there just braving it with all of the racists and god-awful people out there in the world. You yeah. go, Gil. You do it, Gil. You do it. Girl, do your thing. Just don't let no one cough on your babies. Don't let no one cough on your babies. Speaking of coughing on a baby. So recently, we saw a new story in which a mother and an infant, okay, mommy and baby, went to get some Froyo. You know, they're sick of being in the house. Froyo's not easy to make. She was like, I'm not investing in a Froyo machine. Yeah. I'm going to go out and get some Menchies. Yeah, I don't I mean, know which baby. exactly which one. It was just, it was just like, you know, me and this baby finna get this going. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You want to get a fresh waffle bowl probably for the mom. Baby can't eat no waffle bowl. But mommy and baby in a whole stroller carriage combo. Okay. Baby looked like it was probably like six months or less. All and right. And then evil Irene came in. Yes. Crazy Karen came in and thought, you know what? This mom isn't doing enough social distancing for me. I have to teach her a lesson. And, and she proceeded to cough on a baby. Lean into the stroller and cough on the baby. Okay, so we're gonna dissect this. One, um just I'm just gonna preface this by saying, um, before COVID, coughing on babies was still frowned upon. And now because of COVID, coughing on a baby's definitely like like you're basically a terrorist. You're basically a terrorist. So I don't really understand the point of people trying to uh, teach someone a lesson who they feel aren't just social distancing. What are you doing if not the exact thing that you're getting upset about? Now you've cl- you stepped into a baby's space. That baby ain't do nothing to you. That baby can't walk. Okay. That baby was just minding his business in there, Google gagging. And you coughed on it. And you pulled your mask down to cough on a baby. First off, how disgusting of a person are you to where you feel comfortable coughing in a person's face, much less someone who cannot defend themselves? Because if I was a baby who could defend myself, I would have leaned up <laughs> right in that lady's face, took my little tiny hand and slapped her right across the face. I would have pooped on her. Took some Projectile poop on my diaper. Just... Right at the lady. You want to pull some down? I'm gonna pull some down too. You finna get this? Yeah, you gonna get the? You know, like wow, like who does that to a baby? You didn't say, um, you know, excuse me, ma'am, you're not social distancing. You know, like normal people, like, hey, can you like back the fuck up a little bit? You know, no. or just a dirty look? No. You went from zero to a million. You coughed on a goddamn baby. Who coughs on a baby? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be PC here. We know exactly who would cough on a baby. Let's just say who wouldn't cough on a baby. Leroy wouldn't cough on a baby. Leroy would not. Leroy's an angel. He would not cough on a baby. You know who else wouldn't cough on a baby? I wouldn't cough on a baby. Aaron wouldn't cough on a baby. Aaron wouldn't cough on a baby. Gilliam wouldn't cough on a baby. You just say Gilliam? Yeah, I said Gil. Gilliam wouldn't wouldn't cough on a baby. His name is Gil or Guillaume? Guillaume. 
He wouldn't have coughed on a baby. <laughs> Gilliam. Gil's scream. He's going to scream when he listens to this tomorrow. Um, but yes, Gilligan, Gilliam, Giovanni, whatever you want to call him. He, would, Gil. he wouldn't have coughed on a baby. He, he would never cough. I don't know. You think Gil would cough on a baby? He does like the dark side. Yeah, but I don't think Gil would. I don't even think Darth he, Vader maybe. would cough on a baby. Who's the guy? Is it Palpatine, the old Palpatine? guy? You think Palpatine would cough Darth on a baby? Sidious coughs on a baby. You think he would? Unlimited. <laughs> he starts coughing on the baby. <laughs> Do you think he would cough on a baby? I mean, he exploded a planet, and I'm sure that there's babies on that you planet. You know who would cough on a baby, actually? I take that back. Hitler would cough on no, a baby. No, you know who would cough on a baby? Who? You know who would cough on a baby. I do? Darth Vader. Pre-Darth Vader. He murdered a room of children. Anakin. Yeah. He killed the younglings. You know he what? He coughed on the younglings. I feel like even if he murdered, I feel like he still would have enough respect not to cough on them. I mean, he killed them with a lightsaber. He went in. I rather would have got coughed. That on. was wild. So I just watched all the Star Wars last year, right? Or the beginning of this year? No, it was last year. Last year. And that scene went from zero to 100 fast. I was like, did he just... And oh, Vic's he, like, yeah, yeah, he, he just killed those yeah. kids. Same scene that he killed... Uh, what's his name? Who's Samuel Jackson's character? Was that the Mace same Mace Windu. That was like, yeah, basically. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. Yep. Killed Mace Windu. Well, I mean, he didn't. You know, Darth Sidious killed him yeah. with like the force lightning and he got shot out a window. Yeah. That was wild. That's my favorite character. You're dead now. Yeah. Dude. Well, he lasted the whole three and a half seconds in that movie. But yeah, but even he wouldn't cough on a baby. So it's just, it's disgusting. Um, I'm going to let y'all know right now. If you're not a police officer, you're just not a police officer, okay? You don't need to be hyper-vigilant about non-violent crimes, okay? Standing a little bit less than six feet away from someone at a Froyo shop, if you really felt that way. Because the thing is, the part that was wild to me is the mom was, there was like lady baby mom, right? Lady baby mom, which means the baby was in a stroller with the little covering part and the mom was on the other side. If anyone has ever opened their eyes in, in life or if you if you're uh, if you cannot see, okay, for whatever reason, they're pretty large, okay? Yep. You're gonna get if you're not literally crotch or butt to the stroller and you're on the opposite side of the parent, you have a whole adult human being, the care you're definitely close to if not 6 feet away. Yeah. If you're not on top of them. So to say that the mom is not social distancing social social distancing and you felt the need to teach the baby a lesson. I don't even know what that baby Not did. Not the mom. The, the baby. baby. Like, I feel like then then you wait till the mom moves or back up. Because there's no reason that you need to be that close to anyone getting Froyo. Froyo shops are a circle, honey. Just go the other way. Just really go the other way. There's so many fantastic flavors. Although, let's just be honest. If there's like strawberry cheesecake, cake batter... The little mochi bites, maybe some boba. That's really what I'm getting. Yeah. You know, I stick to one side. I don't do the tart. I don't do original. We don't do none of that. I did the tart once. I didn't like it. <laughs> you know who would get tart? That lady, lady who coughed she on probably, the baby. She probably got tart with no toppings. Oh. Because she's a sour person. She would probably get tart in a waffle bowl. She probably got tart and then put licorice on it. 
Oh, she's everything that's bad with this world. She found she got tart and then looked for all the sugar-free toppings, and then added licorice. Ugh, how do you cough on a baby? <laughs> Can you verify the tear, please? Um, I just want to make sure. I don't want to pay for anything extra. Excuse me, you're not six feet away. I'm gonna cough on your baby. <laughs> Yeah, disgusting people. So, unfortunately, I, I had to witness that. Like, amongst all the horrible things happening in the world right now, like, you actively choosing to participate on the side of the aggressor is just disgusting. We have enough hate in this country right now. Seriously. That's that's a whole other episode that we've already done two of at this point. So, you know, the other one will be released when, when we can. Yeah. But... Um, we've 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 already covered and we'll get back into that when it's time i'm not even gonna get into it right now but like this there's already enough hate in this world the people that are just going out of their way to add negativity right now in a time where it's hyper stressful and no one needs it stay in the house please yeah, like y'all real. already should just stop going out and all that good stuff i love all of my friends i know you're just trying to have a good time but please stop going out to these like places where there's lots of people and no one's wearing a mask and you know what and if you ever have the urge to cough on a baby during a pandemic i need you to like if you live up north go into your cellar or your basement and don't come out and if you live in the south like in florida just go in your attic and just i mean you're gonna die in there but just go in there your attic is hot you know don't don't come out until you decide that you're not gonna cough on babies if you want to cough on a baby think would palpatine cough on a baby would hitler cough on a baby i don't even think hitler would cough on a baby which is wild right yeah but yeah i don't don't okay it's disgusting it's disrespectful if we weren't in the current pandemic it's still disgusting to cough on so no one cough on their own baby okay don't cough on your baby or anyone else's that's it yeah just don't be coughing on babies don't cough on any baby so we're gonna go to the actual point of this podcast which is us and our love during covid yep i don't know what accent that was supposed to be it just came that was the uh the nigel thornberry (laughs) nigel thornberry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let me think that was not your it wasn't. me and my husband have been dating for the last six and a half years almost seven almost yep. seven <laughs> <laughs> and uh we celebrate our one year wedding anniversary this year and it's been tough for sure um a few times definitely want to put my my hands around his throat a little bit do a little choke 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 you know a little slap 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 but i didn't because it's still a crime you know, and sometimes Jessica made me want to walk out and just walk into our bushes. You don't know this, but our bushes are infested with spiders. They love it. I'm afraid you of spiders. You spray them down and they come, come back. back. <laughs> <laughs> They're like roaches. They're, they well, never die. I'd rather have the spiders than the roaches. At least the you know spiders. I don't want either the of them. I want none of them ever anywhere. They're pretty big too. If the ecosystem could like realign itself to survive without spiders or roaches, I'm like straight. We need the spiders. I don't know about the roaches. Yeah, what do we need roaches for? You know what we don't need? Roaches. Mosquitoes. Yo, mosquitoes are trash, bro. I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, if Noah put two mosquitoes on that boat, I want my fade. I'm going to find his grave and I'm going to just beat him up. (laughs) (laughs) He put two mosquitoes on that boat and was like, you know what we need? Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Ugh, gross. But... 
We've been having, I feel like uh, the beginning was rough. Yeah. For sure. Well, I think it was like after the first month it got rough. Yeah. Because the first month really was more so waiting it out. No one really knew what was going to happen. Uh, we both got fur. Well, I got furloughed. He got laid off. I got completely fired. So we spent all of our time together. Yeah. <sighs> Yucky. I mean, we still spend all of our time together. Yes. Um, more so now than ever before because, you know, when you get the distraction of being able to go to work and interacting with other people, hanging out with friends, going out. And I'm not going to say and pretend like I went out all the time. So yeah, me no. not going to a bar or restaurant doesn't bother me in the least. But if you got somewhere with a drive through I'm straight. Even though you you believe you spend all the time you can with your like significant other, like you have like distractions and stuff, like your job, your friends, you know, going to restaurants and stuff, doing things. That's a distraction. But when you don't have that distraction, you know, then you really get to learn about your partner. Yeah, you really get to know them. So in the beginning, I was fine, like personally. And everything was cool. It felt okay. I was a little bit worried about stuff because now we had no idea when things were going to open up. I was only working for a small time during the pandemic. We had some huge changes in the company, and then I got furloughed. And it was okay. But then when the stress of money, you know, you know, telling us, oh, file for unemployment, which pre-covid already took a while but now it, you have mil- tens of millions of people applying it's it's a very stressful process i'm still waiting i'm still pending Definitely um not. yeah he's not i don't know what the hell not, you know just <laughs> that's my luck but it's it's very stressful to have to deal with everything that's going on plus what's now happening in your home and even though i feel like me and victor have a good relationship and are a pretty good marriage it was still a lot And I thought I was an introvert, found out I'm not. And it's stressful being stuck in the house with someone all the time. I mean, literally, I would just be like, oh, God, I'm so sick of looking at the same, like, three people all the time, you know? And... (sighs) Yeah, it got rough. rough. I mean, for me, it wasn't that bad, you know? Um, I I mean, for me, it wasn't bad at all, actually. Yeah, he's still chilling. Yeah, yep. I, I mean... My old job was, it was nice, but there were some things they wanted me to do that I just wasn't feeling. So when they fired me because of COVID, I was like, all right, whatever. Bit. And I just started working on my comic book and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's the only thing I've been doing since yeah. we got, I got fired and we've been on, you know. Trying to keep healthy, exercising, trying to eat somewhat better, but with less and less grocery trips you know there's only so many fresh things you can eat oh my god the toilet paper thing (laughs) it was so bad yeah it's still kind of bad it is still kind of i mean you you can find paper products now you can find still no lysol there's still no trying to find toilet paper that's like not you know either one ply or sandpaper (laughs) i mean good thing extra extra strong angel soft that's my jam right now and it's readily available which is great but um yeah our relationship in the beginning was great and then jessica started going crazy i was losing it like the only way i can explain it is i felt like i was slowly losing my shit you know like i started running in the beginning because i was like i have all this time i'm gonna do something i've never done my headspace wasn't right for doing youtube so it's not where i really wanted to channel my energy i was learning new recipes i was 
baking and I was just enjoying my time because how often do you get real time off, yeah, you know, because sure. even when you take time off from work, it's with the expectation of going back. And I now mm-hmm. had all this un like scheduled free time basically. Yeah. And I went running, I which is something I never thought I would ever do. I hated running. If you even watch an old video of mine on my channel at just as a thing, shameless plug. I was talking about how some people run and they get this runner's high. And I was like, I don't understand it. I don't feel that when I go to the gym and I run. But I started running outside um, with a mask. And it felt great. And I felt like I was in good shape. I was getting like lean. I was losing weight. I was drinking a lot of water. I was eating healthy. And I felt like I was on top of the world. And at my mental health, just being away from people, you know, now learning that I'm an extrovert, being around people less and less. Um, well, obviously I had human interaction, yeah. but it was the same human. Yep. And <laughs> I, I just started feeling like I just, I just couldn't deal with it. And I was on top of the world. I remember going to my checkup thinking, oh, I'm gonna ace this. <laughs> I've been, I've been it running. I've so been eating funny. right. You she know. She was so confident. She's like, oh yeah, the doctor's gonna be so proud of me. I got my, my vitamin D's gonna be up. My, my everything's going to be perfect because so I've my, been exercising. My vitamin B12 and vitamin D are, like, deficient every year. So it's little things. Like, I was constantly on and off a non not, – not an unhealthy vegan diet or vegetarian diet, but I wasn't supplementing. And I don't really drink a lot of dairy. I'm lactose intolerant. And a lot of the stuff that you find, vitamin B12s and D in, I wasn't consuming. And then vitamin D is also made, you know, from the sun – and I didn't go out a lot, you know. Before that, I had a marketing job where I was full time, and then before that, I was working full time indoor. Like I just was never outside, so I it made sense. But I was running. I was every twice a day outside every day for a month. Yep. Running. I was doing all these miles. I was like, numbers gonna look crazy. So I go to my doctor because I hurt my foot too. I remember my foot feeling really sore, and I didn't know why. So I go to my doctor's, I get my results in a couple of days. Not only were my vitamin D and B12 lower than they were the year before. <laughs> but the doctor was like, hey, you can't be running because of your foot. Yeah, you're going to have to like either, if you're going to continue running like this, you're going to have to take anti-inflammatories or you're going to have to not. <laughs> and I was like... Wow. Okay. So at first, you know, I was a little hurt because I like I started to like running. You know, a little it was hurt. My thing. You were like irate in the car. So like, no, I mean, like at first, at first when he was like, "You have a foot injury," and I was, I was at the doctor's office. I was disappointed. I, I like shed a tear. You know, I was, I worked really hard for that, and I felt like he was like, "Yeah, don't do that no more." <laughs> yeah, whatever you were doing, don't do that. And I just got in the car, and the weight of not having my unemployment still like uh because for me it's not like oh i'm money 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 i need the money i'm greedy it's just the peace of mind of knowing that the money's coming from somewhere and we don't have to freak out or whatever and we've been doing well you know but it's just like i don't i don't care you know about the fact that they're telling us this and that because every day every week it switches you know it changes and they can just be like hey you know what actually we don't have money for this no more yep and then we're screwed because we're. I'm not going to back uh, going back to work. There's no estimated date for me to go back to work, even yeah. though I do have my job still. So we have to be careful. So I just got in the car, and my mom called. I called my mom to complain, and 
she's just like, honey, it's okay. Everything's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. You're fine. You're, you guys are okay. I understand that you're stressed out, but it's going to be okay. And I hang up with my mom and I am just boo-hoo. Balling. Balling. Ugly crying, snot coming out of my nose into my hands in the car. And I'm trying to like calm her down and I accidentally ran a red light and she's like, whatever, just go and kill us. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't cry like that. Like, rarely ever. I didn't I didn't cry during the Fox and the Hound. Yeah, and she's sitting there crying and I'm trying to understand some of what she's saying and I'll, the only thing I caught is like, yeah, you see, I'm cursed. It's cursed. I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah, I just, I have like the weirdest luck ever. <laughs> the cat's in the corner getting aggravated by the dog. The dog is. Ma'am. Swiped at her. Ma'am. I mean, the get cat out of here. Get out of here. Wait, go lay down. Go lay down. You're being. She's not like mean or anything oh, no, to the she cats. Gets, she goes she up just, and she just she's... like does this. <laughs> she gets really close. She's. Like, it's, so when you're a small cat and you have a pit bull just staring at you, and she's like, <laughs> 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 boops are on the nose. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hate, hate relationship. Yeah, and her, so, but yeah, Jessica was like screaming. I'm like, oh no, what's happening? <laughs> and she's going, why? What is this water coming from her eyes? <laughs> like, I've seen Jessica cry out of frustration before, but not like this. She had like a whole ass breakdown. Oh, it was a whole meltdown. Yeah, just a whole like like Chernobyl level meltdown. Yeah. Like we had to evacuate. <laughs> like I get stressed out and I yell like often. I'm just loud, period. But I I don't melt down. My mom actually is like very proud of me in like crazy situations, like keeping it together when shit gets bad. But it was it was pretty intense. And yeah. that's when I kind of recognized and understood that my depression had kind of soared into a place that I don't know if I was unwilling to recognize at that point or just hadn't realized. I just thought it was just stress from everything happening all at one time. And it just skyrocketed. And I just, I didn't know what to do. So the the stress of everything kind of came down mm-hmm. and affected me and affected my relationship with my husband just because I was never in a good place mentally and how could I give someone something that I can't do myself? So, you know, it was rocky, but it wasn't because our marriage wasn't solid because it was, and Victor was trying very hard to to keep me together and us together and like, you know, it's going to be okay, it's going to be fine. But it was like, at that point, everything just started setting me off. Everything. Yeah, yeah. So it was tough, but... It was. Uh, we came we came to an agreement after, you know, talking, uh, sitting down and realizing that we have a lot of personal things that we're still fighting with, you know, on our own. And that plus the stress, we were bringing that into our, our marriage. Yep. And, you know, we've been living together literally since the day we started dating. Yeah. The day we started dating. It was so funny because, like you're like oh come over i I want you to like come see me and you're like take a shower and i was like okay i took a shower came over just asked me out that night i drove my car home the next day my car didn't turn on so jessica was like oh yeah you can spend the night at my house and i'll take you to work and technically that was how it was but then i just kind of just moved in it just never left and just never left just never left 
Yeah. He wasn't a stranger. We were best friends for eight months before yeah. we started dating. So I might think that just like was like, oh, you're cute. Want to move into my house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like people. But yeah, Victor is very sweet and very trustworthy. He still is. But yeah. Um, so we've lived together for the six and a half years we've been together. We've vacationed multiple times together. Yeah. So we know what it's like to be together and, and be stuck with each other and under stressful situations and things like that. But this was just. Yeah, this different. was on a whole nother level. This, this was, was definitely completely different than anything anybody in our generation has experienced. It's still yeah, it's it, nothing like any, like we've experienced before. Yeah, it, it's just it's 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 new. It, it's new. It's a new stress. So we both agreed that you know I already have a therapist that I see, um, and I I told him I said listen I'm definitely going to be as soon as I can get in touch with my therapist to start doing my sessions again. I'm doing that. And, um, you know, he's going to seek therapy individually. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go to like a marriage counseling type thing. And it's hard because we've been to couples therapy before, but it's never, it's hard because it's not. It wasn't good because they were mainly focused on like me. Yeah. Which it was fine, but it's, it's, it's hard to, to go to couples counseling because we don't have issues with our marriage. True. It's the individual stuff. But once we figure our own stuff, we have to learn how to, you know, not bring it into. That's basically kind of what we're yeah. going to marriage counseling for, to not bring our individual stuff into our, into marriage, our marriage, which is good. So I always tell people, if you do go to couples counseling or marriage counseling with someone, make sure that, one, it's a therapist that you feel comfortable with, but two, that you're also seeking individual therapy because there's so many things that you're dealing with on your own that you don't mm-hmm. realize that you're bringing into your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super important to keep that in mind and also keep in mind that right now you're both very sensitive. You and your partner are both very sensitive. And as much stress as you might be feeling, they're feeling it as well, whether or not they were a breadwinner and whether or mm-hmm. not um, you guys live together. It's still very stressful for everyone. It's scary. The, the health aspect of what's going on right now is scary. Yeah. Um, having, um, you know, a black partner being a black couple is very scary right now. Um, money is an issue for a lot of people, whether or not you're getting unemployment or you're still working, you know, cause anything can change, you yeah. know, things are opening up and they're already closing again or yes. cutting down on hours. So yeah. it's, it's just really important right now that, when you and your partner are having problems, it's not you against each other. It's you against the problem. Yeah. You two against the problem. Something I, I want to say is um, if you have a problem, like and if there's a problem between the two of you, talk about it. Talk about it and then give each other the space and the opportunity to, you know, think on it and think about the issue and definitely be supportive of the other of one each other you know one another because if jessica were to be like oh i'm having a problem and like you know you're kind of like you're not helping it and i were to just tell her like i would never tell her to fuck off but imagine if i was like yeah whatever right and i wasn't you know helping the issue or i didn't talk about it jessica would leave me there's no like there's no you know no ifs ands or buts yeah there's no ifs ands or buts you have to be there for each other even if you're mad at each other don't go to bed mad at each other you know 
Definitely. Try to talk about what the issue is. Even if you can't resolve it right then and there, talk about what the problem is. Yeah. And then think on it because it's important. Yeah. I agree. Um, talking to your partner is important. Remembering that they're going through the same things as you is also important. Um, one tip that I want to give you guys that I read during quarantine was when you have an issue with your partner, instead of telling your partner, you, 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 you make me feel like you did this, you did that, which it sounds accusatory and yeah. no one likes to be accused and it, it kind of just like sets off, you know, the defensive. Mm-hmm. You can say something like, like, I'll give you an example. Instead of saying, you always make me feel bad about not wanting to spend time with your grandmother. You know, something that is, again, accusatory yeah. and would make the other person feel bad. You can say something like, when you make a big deal out of me not seeing your grandmother who doesn't like me, I feel bad it makes me feel a certain type of way because oftentimes people bring in insecurities that their partner is unaware of. And because it sets you off and they did the thing that set you off, you automatically assume that they're doing it to you or they're doing it to make you feel bad. Yeah. You have to understand that people don't always do something to make you feel bad. You have to understand when someone does something and it makes you feel a certain type of way. You have to think, excuse me, what is the intention with which they did the thing? Exactly. So if Victor does something that bothers me... Well, there's that ex- as an example, one day it was me, Jessica, and a bunch of our like mutual friends. We were playing um, a card game, Cardfight Vanguard, and everyone was kind of ranking on me. And you know when everyone's just getting on you and getting on you, the last person to say something, you're like cocked and loaded and ready to like let them have it. Well, Jessica had said something about, because I had got a math problem wrong, and Jessica was like, oh, that's probably because you graduated from that school, blah, 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 or something like that. And I was like, well, that's why I have a higher GPA than you. And, you know, I wasn't saying it with the intention to, like, hurt Jessica. You know, we were just all, like, ranking on each other, and Jessica just so happened to be the last person to say something, so I let her have it. And Jessica got really upset with me. She was really hurt by what I said. You know, and so Victor didn't know. Like at that point, I was super into college. College meant the world to me. I love learning. I love college. If it was free, I'd be in there getting my like fifth degree right now. Shoot, I'm going back. I'm, I'm going back too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had gotten really sick one semester, and I was too prideful to do the hardship withdrawal. I was like, oh, I can make, I can make it. Ended up failing like the almost the entire semester, and I had a, a, a bad GPA, and I was hurt because you know you it it takes one bad semester to just destroy your gpa yep. and you have to spend the rest of that like degree fixing it and it never goes back so i was really hurt because to me it was like a slap in my own face like i failed and you know to victor you know school's not it wasn't that it wasn't important but it's like not an end-all be-all for him he has other talents but for me it's felt i felt like i didn't have anything that i was good at except for being smart and I truly, like, it's, it sounds sad, but I truly believe that. Yeah. So when I, you know, when the comment was made to me about his GPA being higher than mine that semester, it really hurt because it felt like a slap in the face. But later on, I realized Victor didn't say that to hurt me. You know, we were all joking. I made a comment about his education. He made one back and 
he didn't know that I felt so strongly about college and yeah. my GPA and it hurt me, but I had to realize he didn't do it with the intention of hurting me. It just hurt me because of my own insecurities. So that's why I always, when Victor does something that upsets me, you know, did, is this the first time? Because I also, listen, if this is like the fifth time you're doing something, I've definitely told you something the first time, you yeah. know? <laughs> so if this is like the fifth time, like you, now you're consciously doing this. Um, but did he do this with the intention of hurting me? Which yeah. is rarely yes. So I think that's like my two big takeaways. So just remember that during this quarantine practice, kind of being in the other person's shoes. I remember we went to couples therapy before we got married. Um, one of the exercises that, that I guess a lot of people do is the role reversing where you you speak as if you were them and they do as you. And when you're at home, you put yourself in each other's shoes and kind of get into their head to understand. Yeah. So you don't have to do the whole exercise where you, you know, I'm Victor. I like drawing and anime. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. But you can say, okay, like, why might he be acting like this? Or why would he say something like that to me yeah. right now? And just just understand where your partner's coming from because, again, it's very stressful right now. This is like yeah. not a good time. I'm, I'm hypersensitive to everything all yeah. the time. Um, for me, I would say the two things I took away the most from this is you have to be patient. A, patience is like... Yeah, I'm learning that It's a huge, stuff. huge factor. Um, and to practice empathy because if so, if Jessica gets mad at me and I'm like and I get upset I'm like well why is she mad at me you know I should put myself in her shoes and see like why she's mad you know if though she comes home and the house isn't clean and she always cleans the house and I was home doing nothing all day like you know she has the right to be upset I could have taken some time out of the day to clean up the house or clean up after myself or do something you know so, I mean, I don't have to worry about that now. I mean, she doesn't come home. She's, she is home. So. <laughs> I am the mess. <laughs> so um, those are the two things I would say. Patience and empathy are the two biggest things. Definitely. Um, and don't forget that I know we're all stuck in the house, but find time for yourself to do something that you enjoy. Yeah. You can still, like, voice oh my god I was gonna say voice chat video chat your friends you know even if it's just one friend or just talk to someone at the beginning it was so stressful we were separating ourselves in the house Victor was yeah. downstairs and I was upstairs and that's where we spent the entire day yeah and I think my biggest gripe and I we did it today but like our whole thing was you know trying to let each other do the stuff they're trying to do or the you know to accomplish the things they're trying to accomplish but we're just up each other's butts anyways. Yeah. It's hard to... Like, Jessica to, is my biggest distraction. And Victor is mine. So, we're we're learning. We're learning to, to kind of, like, separate again, even though we're, you know, separating together. Yeah, but it's not working. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and today, Jessica's like, I'm going to do this work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to edit these videos. I'm going to do that. You know what we did all day? We watched American Gladiator, and then we went to the doctor, and then we went and got food. No, and we now went we on a podcast. run. Oh, we, we did go. We did go on a run. We went. On we a run. woke up. We woke up. We had we, breakfast. We had breakfast. And we, we went, went on, on a run. run. We came back, and then we did nothing all day. We watched American Gladiator. I took a shower. Then I forgot. I had to go to the chiropractor. I went to the chiropractor. Yeah, I took a shower. We got dinner when we came back. Yep. And then I was like, 
we gotta record this podcast. And then we procrastinated and watched no, three no, no, episodes. No, 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 no. Of we did. We did. We watched three episodes of American Gladiator. We started podcasting on time. Actually, oh, yeah, we did. Then realized I did not hit the record button. And then we did another take. And then we were a whole hour in. And then we finished, or so we thought we finished. And we didn't record the first podcast at all. And then we walked the dog and came back. And then now we're here. And this is actually recording. And if it's not... I'm going to hang myself. No, <laughs> if you're not, then y'all are just going to have to watch another episode from the last week. It's two hours. It's a double episode. Just listen to it again. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're learning. We're learning how to separate our time. And it sucks because we actually do really enjoy each other's company. Yeah, so it's, I do. It's, if we hated each other, it would be so easy. Well, I don't hate you. I don't hate so you. So it's not easy. Yeah. Because I do like spending time with you. Well, stop being cute then. Well, you just... I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> He's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... I mean, we just want everyone to know that, hey, we're all in the same boat. We have a what people think is like an ideal relationship. I don't know why. Oh, like people ooh, goals. I'm like, have a good relationship. I'm like, I'm so, so annoying. I am not anyone's goal. <laughs> I think we have a great relationship. We do. Um, so we have a great relationship, and even we've been tested a lot during this quarantine. Yes. but we've learned a lot about ourselves and each other, and See, which is important. We kind of feel like it, this is it sucked, but it was great for our relationship. Yeah, I think that everything we went through in quarantine. I said, I was like, quarantine. <laughs> what the hell is quarantine? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I gotta Google it. During quarantine, like, I said it again. (laughs) I think that, uh, you know, everything we went through during quarantine was, like, super impactful and, like, very healthy for our relationship. It made our relationship stronger. Um, So, if you are having issues, you definitely should work them out. And vocalize that you have an issue instead of keeping it on the inside. For sure. Quarantine is a thing. What is it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah. It's I, love you. I love you. Too. I love you, too. I love you. I don't more. love this quarantine. I'm I mean, I, I love the quarantine. Uh, I don't love the reason. All right. So I don't, I love the time off. I don't love that I'm like, listen, I worked freelance last year. And if you want to talk about just it, Imagine quarantine, except working from home, except that you you have to work extra hard because no one is giving you the work. You have to find it. So I'm I'm definitely not okay right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm not okay with just being home 24 seven, 365. I'm losing my mind. I feel like this is like year two of being at home. My my insight to my life right now is I don't want to work for somebody else. Like, I want to start my own business. For sure. I know a lot of people right now that have come to me about um, starting a YouTube channel or or creating content because they don't want to go back to work. They're realizing, hey, I can do this. I straight up want to start my own business, like my own comic book studio. Like, I just want want to work for myself and I want other people to come and, like, you know, want to work with me i don't want to do i want to go work for blick or go work for best buy or target or wendy's or any any of those places anymore and that's what i've realized thanks to the quarantine thank you quarantine thank you thank you so that wraps up this week's episode <laughs> of culture theory featuring Vic. 
my, you. my quarantine buddy. Thank you for coming Thank you for, on. Thank you for having me. And we live together, so. Thank you for living with me. Thank, Thank you, you for, for being my wife. Thank you for loving me. Thank, Thank you, you for being there. Oh, we're thinking. Oh man, I love Bob's Burgers. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I got really into that song. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Culture Theory. Victor, plug your socials. Yeah, if you'd like to follow me, my YouTube channel is going to become active again soon. And uh, my YouTube is Squid's Art Adventure. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is at uh, that kid Squid. Beautiful. And me, <laughs> hi, welcome. My name is Jess. You can follow me at Jess Does a Thing on Twitter and Instagram. Also search up Jess Does a Thing on YouTube. You'll find me there. We have 247 subscribers right now as we speak because the girl don't know how to update more than twice a year. But we're going to get back into it. Don't worry. You can be 248. Welcome to the channel. And as always, if you would like to write us or give us any situation that you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can give us an email at culturetheorypodcast at gmail.com. Culturetheorypodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at culturetheorypodcast. And you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Welcome. Culture Theory. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.